Thanks for listening to Looking Forward Our Way. We'd like to ask a favor from you. Would you give us some feedback on our podcast? We've made it really easy to do so. Click on the link in your episode show notes. That link will take you to our podcast Google My Business page. You may have to sign in to your Google account. From there, we'd appreciate your feedback on the podcast overall, feedback on a specific episode, or a suggestion on what you'd like to see us cover in a future episode. All your feedback is so much appreciated. Your comments only help us create episodes that will keep all of us looking forward our way. Yes, well, most businesses know they need a website, and a website is basically a passive way to try to speak to your intended audience to attract clients. The difference is that LinkedIn gives you an active avenue, an active strategy to drawing in your customers. We are looking forward our way from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, south of downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Brett. With me, as always, is Carol. You know, I, we want to thank our listeners for joining us today, and we hope you are enjoying our podcast episodes. And if so, please give us a thumbs up on Google My Business. We are going to explore business growth and the job market from a different perspective today. It's difficult to stand out in social media, so we want to explore the options to stand out. Our guest is Sharon Hammersley. We've had her back on the podcast again, and she's a joy having on the podcast because she's just full of information. Uh, we're going to be giving – she's going to be giving us tips and tricks of utilizing the social media site LinkedIn as an excellent avenue for employers to build their business and find the right candidates for their team. Uh, Sharon's been our guide to job seeking for many years, and and, and thank her for joining us again. Uh, some of you may know Sharon as the LinkedIn coach or the resume coach. She generously provides job searching information to Central Ohioans in many formats, including working with local nonprofits and libraries with various workshops and training programs. Sharon, again, thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm so happy to be here with actually two of my most favorite people. Yay. <laughs> well, yes. thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Sher- you know, Sharon and I have gone round and round all of this stuff for so many years, but it's always fun to get back together and look at new ideas. And needless to say, those of us who have been on LinkedIn for a long time would like to see people use LinkedIn um, correctly and uh, to the f- fullest extent. So this is a great opportunity to give tips to a lot of our small business owners in Central Ohio now that we're all getting out of pandemic, moving back into the world, growing our businesses. So this is a very uh, a, a great time to be to be talking with Sharon. But let's first discuss your background, Sharon, and the services you've been providing um, job seekers and employers for many years because our listeners may not have talked to you before. Thank you, Carol. So I got my start as an academic advisor at Ohio State, and that's actually where I know Carol from. Go Bucks. Yes, exactly. And I spent 20 years, and being an academic advisor beyond just the daily routines of picking courses for the next semester, making sure you're going to graduate on time, a lot of the discussion is actually around, so what's next? So that's where I got a really good foundation for the work that I'm doing today. I've been doing this work full-time since 2010. I decided it was time to leave corporate America and be my own boss, which is a really interesting proposition, I have to say, (laughs) after all these years. And so um, I do the workshops that Carol mentioned, and I also provide one-on-one services for resumes, job search strategy, coaching, and today's topic, LinkedIn. And, you know, too, for our listeners, uh, Sharon's been on our podcast before and uh, given some really great information for job seekers. So we hope you'll go back and listen to those uh, previous podcasts. Right, exactly. And, and you know, our take today is small business. It could be entrepreneur as well, but I think there's a way of using LinkedIn for any level of business. So if right. you're looking at, your you know, as an entrepreneur, that second, third encore career – LinkedIn is a great opportunity. It's what we want to dive into today. So right. you, you recently began a new program to assist small business owners to grow their companies by using LinkedIn for recruiting, creating networks, identifying and communicating with clients, as well as building their role as an influencer. 
let's first understand your philosophy on the importance of small business growth in the and that impact of social media on companies. Yes, well, most businesses know they need a website, and a website is basically a passive way to try to speak to your intended audience to attract clients. The difference is that LinkedIn gives you an active avenue, an active strategy to drawing in your customers. Um, you can use it to find with and communicate with your potential customers. Um, you can use it to connect with other people in your field who are actually great referral sources for your potential customers. And you can use it to build your own image and your own profile as someone who is really truly knowledgeable in whatever it is you do. And that's also a great way to get your message out there and attract potential customers. You know, going back to the to the question too, I'm always amazed at when we use terms like influencer that it sort of throws people. Um, because they think of the of movie stars who have millions of people, and that makes them an influencer. It it we're not talking millions of people. We're talking about when you're putting information out about your company, and then because you're making a connection and making a connection, making another connection, people are going to think of you as the person to get good information, good services, um, good products from. And and there's, it's not as difficult as it sounds. Yes. Influencer, I think, can be a somewhat intimidating term. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting good information out there, you are actually having an influence and an impact on your community at large. Um, through LinkedIn, you can actually reach a lot more people than you probably think you can. Right. right. Yeah, I guess right. I always thought of influencer as well, too, is, is you're creating some type of comment, a content uh, or a shareable um, uh, article that you found, but it's being shared and shared and shared and commented on, you're influencing. Yes, you, you, exactly. you put something out there that's so intriguing, so important, so, wow, didn't know that, that you're influencing people to comment, to share what you've posted. Yes. And it then, can be as simple as that, right? Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And then if they have a particular interest or need then they're going to remember that comment or that that information that you share and they're going, well maybe I should circle back around with her and I should I should actually investigate a little more what it is that she offers mm-hmm. and see if it's something that I really need. Right. 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 You know, we always we just talked talked about that being networking or talking to people. It wasn't like all of a sudden again we're Social media has created this strata of new terms and new words that intimidate people. Yeah. So, listeners, we're not trying to intimidate you. We want you to have the basic steps. So, Sharon, let's start with the first step. Um, employers have started that journey of uh, increasing social media. What do they do first? Well, the very first thing you need to do <clears throat> is if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you need to start one. And I will say right now, my piece of advice for anyone who's just getting started on LinkedIn is don't try to eat the elephant. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> <Because>, Very true. <laughs> because it, you will just get frustrated and and that little voice in your head is going to say, oh, this is really just not worth it. I'm, I'm not going to bother. And, and that's a big mistake, and we'll discuss on down the road why that is, although we've kind of mentioned a little bit already about why. But it, you really do want to be on LinkedIn. So you're on LinkedIn. You've Maybe even you've been on LinkedIn for a while, and you have a profile sitting out there, and you're going, okay, so now what do I do? So to polish your profile, that's what I call it, polishing your profile, basically there are three key areas you need to look at. First of all, you need to look at your headline. That's the verbiage that's right below your name and your headshot. Oh, your headshot's important too, but I, I want to talk about three, these three key areas. So your headline in 220 characters or less has to tell anyone who happens to land on your profile what it is you do and how you can help them. So that's really a very key piece. So you want to make sure that that looks good. Then 
you have a summary, and your summary is an expansion of your headline. It tells your story, and the great thing about LinkedIn is that you can really speak directly to the visitor on your profile. You can tell your story in ways that I think are much more engaging even than on your website or other places. You can really tell how I got here, what it is that I help folks with, you know, um, how you can get a hold of me, all of those things. Then the third part of that is you have to back up what it is that you say you offer with your experience. So if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur or professional, maybe you're a doctor or a chiropractor or an insurance salesperson or any of those folks, you have to back that up with with what it is that you've actually done. And then people will say, okay, sir, should I copy my resume here? And I'm like, no, don't go there. Tell more of your story. You know, if if you help people, as I do, with their job search and their career development, I'm going to tell a little bit more about, in, in my experience section, I'm going to tell a little bit more about the people I've helped and how many people I've helped and all of that kind of thing so that people get a sense of, oh, she's not any sort of Jane come lately to this. She really knows what she's talking about. So if you just look at those three key sections of your LinkedIn profile and work on them so that you are sending a consistent message out there, this is what I do, this is how I can help you, and always, I will say, always put how to contact you in several different spots because people may not see it the first time. So give your your cell phone number and or your email address. Put your website out there. There is a place specifically in the headline section where you can put that out. But you have to make give people an opportunity to reach out to you as well. So those are the three sections. So listeners, don't feel bad if you're behind on your, um, particularly that headline, because Sharon's already telling me my headline is a year old, time for me to get back on and update all my LinkedIn stuff. So thank goodness I've got her in my corner <laughs> to help me right. Yeah, I have I have some bright ideas, but we can talk about that <laughs> exactly. later. Well, and I think that that's tied with any social media or, um, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. There's always things that need to be polished, as you said, because yep. now they've updated something. Yeah. But now maybe they, they expand to 250 characters down the road. Yeah. So you've got extra landscape to play with. Yeah. And there's some neat new features on LinkedIn that we'll mention briefly a little bit later that you probably want to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I, you know, that's an important lesson. I, I'm sure Sharon told her students this. I used to tell my students all the time. With your resume, it's never a done deal. It's never completed and finished. So your social media profiles are the same mm-hmm. thing. There, you always are going to be tinkering with everything. Right, yes. right, exactly. So now you've got your business. It has an awesome profile on LinkedIn. How do you push that information into cyberspace? So you want to be able to connect with your clients. So the number one strategy to connect with clients is to make sure that on a regular basis, you're pushing out relevant content. And then people start to say, yikes, I have to start a blog. Well, no, you don't have to start a blog. If you just start looking at your newsfeed and what your connections are sharing, you will see that there is a lot of relevant content out there that you can immediately share with your audience. And that does two things. First of all, like we were talking about, it boosts your visibility, your influence, and it helps that connection boost their visibility and influence. So that's a real win-win situation for everybody. And I really push sharing that content. And there are some other things that you can do. Um If you uh, recently attended a workshop or a seminar or if you got a new certification or even if you updated a certification to current – to whatever the current standard is, that's something that you want to put out there on LinkedIn. Hey, audience, you know, I just went to this this workshop that taught me some of the new tips and tricks that are on LinkedIn. Hey, I just learned this about how – 
um, the automated tracking system is now tracking resumes. You know, if if you're a job seeker, um, I want to put that out there. So you're always looking to share that content. And in, in so doing, you boost both your own visibility and the visibility of folks if you're sharing other people's contents. So you also want to use your connections to build your network. So over time, you're likely to have a large number of connections. And I see this happen all the time, and I'm guilty of it. I will say, just say flat, I'm guilty of it. I'll see somebody pop up on my news feed, and I'll like, I'll say to myself, oh, I haven't talked to them in quite a while. I wonder what's going on. So that's a great way to get that conversation going again. And actually what I recommend, especially for people who are entrepreneurs or small business owners, is that they they look at their list of LinkedIn connections and make it a point simply to reach out to a certain number, you know, you can say 10 a month or something like that. So it's not a very big burden, but all and all you're really doing is saying, hey, we haven't talked for a while. I'd love an update. What's going on in your world? And really great productive conversations come out of that. So you're really helping them because you're finding out what's going on in their world and um, probably you can either give them some good tips or some good referrals, and you're probably going to get some good tips and referrals from them. So keeping that connection, that conversation going with the folks you're connected with on LinkedIn is another key part of that LinkedIn visibility. And then, yeah. Sharon, let me ask you a real quick question um, on this last point, because I think that this is important. Employers need to realize that there is a difference when you're reaching out to when you are advertising your own stuff and versus reaching out to connect with people hearing their side. Yes. So realize that LinkedIn, just like networking in general, is is listening as well as talking. And you have to remember doing that. And it's hard to remember to do that when you're on social media and you're sitting at your computer and it's, I did this, I did that, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So so listeners re- realize that reaching out is two-way street and maybe give them giving you information more precedent over you advertising. Exactly. You know, because if if you're not using LinkedIn to educate yourself – then, you know, you're missing a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. And whether that comes from um, items in your newsfeed or those intentional conversations you have with your connections or just somebody messaging you on LinkedIn asking for more information, you want to have, have a real conversation where you're listening as much as speaking. I think that's one of the big things that people forget where – we, we tend to be a me culture a bit, and if you use LinkedIn to its fullest capacity, it really needs to be a we culture. I think that's that, that point is really important. And uh, that's the difference between a good networker and a great networker. Yeah. Right, and I think you're going to see when you start to do the connection and, and have the conversations or accept a, 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 somebody into your network yeah. and they pop back right with a sales pitch. Oh my! You will. You're gonna. You're gonna see the example of what we're talking about here of what not to do. Exactly. Look I, at it and kind of go. That's not what you do. That's yes. it. And and it'll be obvious once you see it. I think it's quite obvious. Like, oh yeah, I, I get what those guys are talking about now because <laughs> it looks yeah. really. They wanted to connect just to do a pitch. Yep. They're going to pitch you. I call those folks LinkedIn scoundrels. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if well, and it's it's frustrating it's because very frustrating. They, may, they just wasted my time. Oh, correct. Because you kind of go, okay, well, that could be a good connection. I'll bring him into my network. And then on the, the, right back saying, yeah, we got this going on. We'd love to talk to you. And if you contact us by Monday, we can get you in on the early deal. Thinking, okay, this was just a, almost automated. Yeah, <sighs> it was. And, and what I do with those folks is, I just disconnect from them yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have another question, if it, now's a good time to ask. Okay. One of your earlier comments was to send out relevant information. Yeah. Do you see a difference in sending out information that's coming from somebody else 
or information directly from you. So um, if I wrote a blog for a podcast I was on, does that have more weight than if I referred to somebody else's blog? I think they're about equal. There's a balance. There's a balance okay. there. There needs to be a balance. So when when you share and and you need to, you absolutely have to share. If you wrote a blog article, if you have a new podcast, anything that is significant information that people need to know about you, that needs to go out on your LinkedIn profile. And then there's the other information, great information that other people are developing that um, also needs to go out because, again, that's that reciprocity with that other person, the, the right. win-win. Right. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. that sounds good. Yeah, as I know I did a very concerted effort through COVID to share articles quite often, at least two to three times a week. If I saw something, I put it into LinkedIn, made comments about it. At least those that saw that I posted knew that I read the article and just didn't share it Yeah, because the headline was cutesy, you know, yeah. pulled a quote from it and commented on it. Yeah, right. Because you're going to get other people in your network to comment on it as well because they're probably going to read it because you shared it. Yeah. So you better know what you read yeah. <laughs> and understand that to keep the conversation going because LinkedIn loves that. Yes, they do. There's something called the LinkedIn algorithm, and we we kind of laugh about it, and I'm sure it changes a lot, but it it is a thing, and it does reward those folks who are active out there and sharing good content. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't take many notifications, no, uh, from what I've seen at least, what the number is, algorithm, who knows? Again, it's yeah. it's a mystery in the recipe, but I've noticed I'll get notification from LinkedIn saying, hey, your post mm-hmm. is getting has 14 comments or 14 shares or whatever. Yeah. That isn't very many if you think about it. Yeah, right. right. For them to tell you, this is pretty good. Maybe you want to mention somebody in another comment or a post. Yeah, yeah right. So it really doesn't take a lot yeah. for LinkedIn to notice you. Yeah, exactly. And I, I and I think that's become more intentional on LinkedIn's mm-hmm. part because they know that it's good for their business sure. when when they get more good content out there. So ninety five percent of the postings probably only get fifteen comments. Yeah. Oh, There's well, only five percent who probably get, get the in, hundreds, you know. Even, yeah. yeah. Right. I, but but another lesson though is read what you're commenting on right. and sharing before yes. you actually do it because you could really get yourself into trouble. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, best practice, uh, yeah, I've gotten folks in trouble occasionally. Best practice really is to put a short, uh, pull out a short quote, quote and just copy and paste into mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. share section, you know. Um, here, here's a little snippet from this article and why it's a good idea to read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which pulls me in. Yep. It, yeah, it does because if, if somebody has taken the time to share and has read it and and say you know what my network you should read this yeah right it'll does it does it for me I'll 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 respect that they took that time to do that yeah exactly and and I even try to warn folks I don't always remember to do this but if it's a longer article I'll I'll just say up front hey folks here's a snippet this is a long read it's worth your time mm-hmm. so yeah right. right right so so anyway then the last. Part of having an awesome profile on LinkedIn and getting the word out and staying engaged because that's really what it's all about is a part of LinkedIn that has always kind of been a stepchild, but I think it's still a really important part, and that's the LinkedIn groups. And there are a couple of different types of groups. Um, one group is you need to figure out where your customers hang out. And then you can easily post your own content as well as in that group share content from other people because, again, it's a win-win. You know, um, they may see that you're sharing and they may decide to check you out or they may decide to check the other person out or they may decide to check both of you out. But in any case, it's a win when when comments and content gets shared to a group of people that you know are your target customers. And I'll I'll give you an example of that from my um, career coaching business. I'm always sharing articles in local job search groups um, as well as I'm, I also actually put 
um, job postings out there from recruiters I'm connected with. So um, I'm always engaging in those groups in the sense that I'm putting content out there that's going to attract your customers' attention. So that's one set, that's one set of groups. And you may have to do a little research to figure out, okay, so where are the groups I should be joining? And, and you know, who's in the group? Um, if it's a group with 25 people, yeah, maybe not, you know, but if it's a group of several hundred or some of these are several thousand people and not all of them are even local, but given the fact that we now know how to use Zoom, you know, does, does it have to be somebody that's local? The second type of group that you should engage with are groups where you are going to get more content and information and share information with people in your field. So um, I'm in several career coaching groups. I'm, in, you know, I'm in a small business LinkedIn coaching group. So those those are groups that you, where, you know, that's not where your customer hangs out, but that's where you get the good information that you can share with your customer is through discussions in those groups. So almost sure. almost like a you're joining groups to be educated and you're joining groups to educate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Sure. That yeah. definitely makes so, sense. Huh. So, but the real question is, how do you find these groups? Okay. So, if you want to find a group, you go to the search box at the top of LinkedIn, and you just type in, for instance. Um, let's say small business LinkedIn, and you'll get you'll get a number of different results that come back, and there'll be you know companies, um, individuals. One of those should be groups, and then you can check out those groups, and that's where that's how you find them. Or you could just go to Google, our friend, and type in LinkedIn small business groups. And they that should also pop yeah. up some of those. I mean, so. There's some that are obvious, the local chambers, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. but there might be some really cool groups. And again, because of its internet, you don't have to worry about where they're located. It yeah. doesn't have to be your community. Yeah. It could be anywhere in the world. Right. It could be anywhere. You know, the the connection that I have is actually further furthest away as a fellow LinkedIn coach in Adelaide, Australia. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we've never had a direct conversation. Sometime we should try to figure out the time difference. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, so. well, why do you think LinkedIn groups have not really caught on like Facebook groups? Um, you know, I don't really have a good okay. answer for that okay. um, because it seems to me that it's really valuable. I, yeah. you know, I preach the LinkedIn groups gospel all the time, but it doesn't seem to. Because the yeah. Facebook groups for me yeah. have helped me survive Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's really but, cleaned up my feed that now it's it it's almost kind of come pro- almost professional for me. Yeah. Kind right. of. I don't consider it professional, but it but at least it's refined that I am using resources on my Facebook page via groups that yeah. I'm learning things and I, I've gotten rid of the junk. Yeah. Right. Where I'd love to see LinkedIn it, it, to me, I don't understand it either I think, because it just doesn't seem to be as active yeah, right. um, or as strong. I think one of the things I found when I was running a LinkedIn group is it's hard to do. Yeah, They are. And, You're right. Uh, and Facebook right. to do a Facebook group is much easier. I mean, it's no different than a Facebook page. A LinkedIn group has a whole lot of bits and pieces to it. Yeah, True. it has some and, moving parts and pieces and, that yeah. are more difficult. Right. And you don't – when you're posting something on that group, it doesn't always flow through as easily as – Facebook groups do. Now, it, it, that's been a while since I've done that. It could have changed, but I, that was my experience mm-hmm. then. I so think that I think there may are fewer still be groups. a challenge, yeah. yeah. I think that is still a challenge, yeah, because yeah, I'm okay. still running some LinkedIn groups. And, yeah, I find that to be a challenge sometimes. I'm not sure that my message is actually getting out there sometimes. Right, yeah. Yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So well, that may be a yeah. yeah. Well, one very important issue for employers today is attracting talent. Um, you know, let's dive into the value of LinkedIn as a recruiting tool. How can it make the recruiting effort easier? And it should, and it does. I know it does. Yes. But that, but it's a tool to use it right, though, right? Yeah. Again, um, if you are looking to hire, you know, part-time, full-time, contract, whatever it is, um, all you need to do on LinkedIn uh, and um, – you know, this is free. Um, all you need to do on LinkedIn is type the job title that you're looking for, 
Um, maybe if this is going to be the type of position where they would have to come to an office or at least be office part-time, you want to type your location and you'll get a huge list of people who might, who are currently doing that work. So you're going, okay, so how can I filter this? So the, um, basic, basically the best way to filter it is, to look to see if any of the people on those lists are connected with anybody you know, because that really will cut it down right there, because then you can reach out to whoever you're connected with on LinkedIn and and say, hey, um, I see that Gene is a financial advisor currently, and I'm looking to hire another financial advisor or another CPA for my company. Um, how well do you know Jane? Could you introduce me to Jane? Um, I, want, I just want to have a conversation with her to see if she might be interested in, you know, in moving to my company. So that's one way to do it. And that's, the, you know, that's all free. So, um, you, and then um, some, some people, if you want to be a little more diligent about it or, or you know, you, you you want to put a you can put a small amount of money and just get a LinkedIn recruiter subscription for you know like three months because that should be enough. That's a hundred bucks a month. That's a small investment to get a really good list of folks again uh, to to get out. So the LinkedIn recruiter um, is uses a different algorithm than you just typing in the name and location in the search box. Obviously, they're going to use a more sophisticated algorithm to return folks to you, and then you can check out their profiles. And again, I highly recommend if you see anybody on that list that has is a mutual connection or has somebody um, that you could reach out to, then that that's a great way to start. So. Um, that you can look at that, and the one thing about it is, no matter how an application comes to you, you might post it on local job boards or even on some of the big job boards. No matter how an application comes to you, you should always look for that candidate's LinkedIn profile <laughs> because that may tell you more than you think about them. You know, um, I would not be super judgmental if their LinkedIn profile isn't. Perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. But you know, if somebody has a very weak profile, and you know how important LinkedIn is to any business nowadays, you may want to think a little bit about talking to that person or or bringing them in for an interview because they don't have one piece of the puzzle that you want practically in any employee you have now, which is. They also have a good LinkedIn presence. Maybe not a perfect one, but they at least have a good LinkedIn presence. So, well, and the, and and they, you may not want to uh, put too much weight on their LinkedIn profile because if they didn't actually apply for your job, you're just finding them yeah. on LinkedIn. They weren't in a job search. They didn't think so. Right. Maybe they were sort of ignoring that right. LinkedIn profile right now. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah. So yeah, you it, there's a balance there. You know. Mm-hmm. If if it's just somebody whose profile is really skimpy and it's important to you to have people who are reasonably savvy and, you know, you could teach them how to use LinkedIn. But if they don't, a part of it, especially if in, if you're in a business where a lot of your business comes from referrals, you know, insurance agents, CPAs, lawyers, you know, chiropractors, all of those types of folks, you want people who are reasonably savvy and can actually help you build your business if you bring them on. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's it's not just who they are, but who they're connected to. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, but you know, this is really a cool notion on recruiting because so oftentimes we tell clients that only about sixty percent of the jobs are actually posted, and the other forty go to you know because you know somebody. So this is how you know somebody. Yep. Is through your LinkedIn connections. Yes, exactly. Sharon, let's reverse our path just for a minute and discuss the value of LinkedIn to job seekers. Because I'm sure that some of our listeners are not necessarily employ- employers, but are actually looking for work um, or looking for something different and new. 
given, you know, changes to our economic world. Um, let's assume there are many of the principles, though, are the same, regardless of business owner or uh, job seeker. Good profile, additional information, um, giving, becoming an influencer, sending out information, making new contacts. Any other tips for our listeners who are actually looking for a new opportunity? Yes. Um, I, I tell people that LinkedIn is the best place to tell your story beyond the resume because LinkedIn is really a very rich environment. You have a chance to share. You, you can actually scan and post these to your job. Um, you got employee of the year. You can scan that employee certificate and, and you can actually scan that and attach it to one of your jobs. Um, it's a great way to speak in what I call the human voice because on LinkedIn, when in that summary section, you want to be able to tell your personal story. And actually, I think that is really, really important right now as we come out of COVID and the pandemic and maybe you've been laid off for a while, and maybe you're also looking to change directions. That summary is gold. If you can tell anybody who visits your profile, hey, I was laid off. It gave me a chance to actually think about what I wanted to do next, and now here's the direction I want to head, and here's what I would offer to somebody based on, you, you can check out my, my experience Based on what I've done in my previous jobs, I think I would be a great fit for this type of new position. I'm, I'm making a change, but in many ways, I think it will be a change that will actually benefit you, the employer, if you hire me because I've got all this experience in so many different fields. In fact, right now I'm working with a client who has done carpentry, IT cabling, project management, and owned his own little construction business. And so he's looking to get back, you know, into paid employment at this point. And I'm going, who wouldn't hire you? You've got all of this, you know. You've got everything from soup to nuts. Mm -hmm. um, you know how to market, which most people who just do construction don't know. Um, you know how to work in an IT environment. Lots of construction folks have no experience with that. So... There's an employer out there that's going to find this particular individually hugely valuable as long as he can tell his story. You know, right. this is why. Well, and resumes can be limiting. Yes, they're very. They can't be very long. They're very impersonal in a way. They're, uh, many are very Based, very much based on just metrics and, and measuring things. So now you can actually, I don't want to say emotional. I think that's, I don't want to make it sound unprofessional, but you're, you are really emoting the joy you have in your work and, and the kinds of experiences that you have loved doing because chances are pretty good. Those are the experiences you want to continue having. Exactly. And you really kind of bring in part of yourself personally into that LinkedIn profile. Yeah, right. And there are actually two things I would say that are also part of the business part, but I would really emphasize for folks that are in job search, um, one is your your headshot. You know, you really want to have that that professional headshot that that is going to immediately say, "Hey, here's who I am." And I know people are hesitant about that for any number of reasons. You know, you may be of a certain age, you may be a minority, and people are going to see that. And what I tell folks is, okay, if somebody comes to your profile and they see who you are, and that makes them uncomfortable, you know what? I don't think you want to work for them. So right. th that that's something. And, you know, you can also, that, that generic sort of blue banner up there, there are a lot of ways that you can personalize that. You know, now if you're a business, you're obviously going to want to have your logo and that type of thing up there. But if um, there are so many creative ways that you can make that banner personal for yourself and just tell a little bit more of your story. So that's mm -hmm. that's. Good advice. So, yeah, basically use your LinkedIn profile as a good way to really tell who you are and how you're going to, you know, how you're going to make 
whatever business you go to better. So, well, and it, mm. I hope that people look at social media as a tool. Yes, it's it. This is not the do all to end all of your job search. This is a tool to help you build another piece of your job search up a level. Um, so don't get bent out of shape about it. And if you're having trouble, find somebody who can help you. Yes, exactly. You know, there there are plenty of folks out there just like me, and you know. We may have a little different takes, but I think we're all pretty good at what we do, and we really can be helpful if you're struggling with mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And the same is true for a small business. Right. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Look at it as an opportunity to do what you maybe can't do on your website. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And do on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very Yeah. Because you can get be more active in regards to writing, to sharing, that you really can't do. Yeah, right. On, on what you can, but it, it's just in a different vein. Yeah, it's a different vein, and well, it's not nearly – and your website, yeah, sure, you can update that. But, but you know, um, it, it's not as personal right, as, as right. your LinkedIn profile. Right. Well, and the, and a website isn't a place to make – to be in constant motion yeah. because you want to have a have it portray your business, which I don't want to say it's stagnant, but it's, it's um, held in place with basic information right. that there you don't want to change. There are only a few pages that will yeah. move right. quite – a blog right. will do that. Um, yeah. As we've talked about, a, a calendar, a, pod, event a podcast page or yeah. uh, you know, uh, your social media page, those would be the only things in motion Yeah, because right. you're adding all the time. Right. But you're right. The others are built for static because it's contact information. Yeah. Right. This is what we do. This is what we have done. This is what we are currently – you know, that yeah, sort right. of thing. For sure. Right. Yeah. Who our people are, where we're mm-hmm. located, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where if, if a business owner really takes advantage of their LinkedIn page, they can have – constant rolling of new information and ideas mm-hmm. without it affecting their business information per yeah, se. So right. Exactly. Right. That's and, a great point. Yeah. And, and possibly going through filters because typically a website's handled by their social media department or their marketing department. Yeah. And so it, it takes too long to put new information right. up or yeah. LinkedIn, click, click, it's up. Yep. It's out there. So it's, it's, right it's there. more instantaneous yep. too. Yeah, right. Well, you know, one more item that seems to always come up in social media that we know sooner know how to utilize the program and a dozen new items are created like hashtags, you know, that are now utilized in LinkedIn. I think uh, with LinkedIn being purchased by Microsoft, that's changed. They, they've really evolved and gotten new things going on. Uh, I think it's been a positive for them, I think, overall. Overall, you know, there's yeah. always something that, that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was it's, but it's due to the fact they've got some brain power now yeah. different brain power coming in to take a look at it. So yeah. are you aware of some new benefits to LinkedIn and do you know of anything coming later this year that we should at least be kind of mentally prepared for? Well, um don't have a crystal ball, right. but I can point out some things that I think are very helpful. Um there is a new feature called Stories on LinkedIn and what that is is a way to record literally a 30-second video that pops behind your headshot. And if you have that, you know, so it's just a way um, to actually, in the moment, connect with somebody and say, hi, I'm Sharon. I'm here to help you build your LinkedIn uh, profile and to make things work better for you. You know, or something along those lines. And how long will that video live on LinkedIn then? Does it go away over time? Nope. Until you put a new one up? Until you put a new one up. So again, and again, that's an opportunity. You can change your messages as often as you would like. You know, sometimes you might say, hey, I've got a workshop coming up. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, did you know that this new product is coming out that's going to be great for, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But literally, it's a 30-second thing. I, I have played around with it. Um, so far, I haven't been real happy with what I look like. <laughs> well, yeah, I, th- I, I agree. I'm the same way. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, if I have to do this. But but if you use it properly, yeah, and you, it is only 30 seconds. So it's like, only okay. 30 seconds, yeah. and you're only human. And I think that's part of the thing that you have to right. remember. The right. folks that I've seen using it consistently are really doing a great job. And yeah. maybe they do stumble over a word or two, you know, but, but the, it's actually a great way human. to kind of, yeah, yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. And and you did mention hashtags, and hashtags are a good thing in the sense that um, if you're posting information and people have, you know, you can choose what hashtags you want to follow in LinkedIn, and I have a couple that I follow, so that that automatically pops into my feed then, 
And so when you're putting out hashtags, think again about your audience and what it is that they're looking for and use those hashtags. You can do lots of hashtag research, you know, but you can usually figure it out yourself. And and you don't want to just, I, I've seen posts with 15 hashtags in it. And I'm like, yeah, no. You know, I think, um, and I think this is actually LinkedIn recommendational, although I'm not sure where I saw it, um, three hashtags max. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So That'll be easier. Yep. I'm always looking for hashtags. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then finally, um, and this is not a new feature. It's been out there under various names for a while. Um, LinkedIn Learning. Um, LinkedIn has a pay-for subscription, but I'm going to tell you a little secret, although it's not really a secret. Your local library may have a subscription to LinkedIn Learning. Mm -hmm. So you should just call your local reference librarian and say, hey, does our library subscribe to LinkedIn Learning? If they do, you have access to that entire library, whether you want to refresh your knowledge about Word, whether you mm. yourself want to educate yourself as a small business owner about social media. You know, there are some good courses right. on LinkedIn <laughs> Learning where you as a, a business owner can educate yourself about all forms of social media you know, if you want to decide whether TikTok might be a good platform for you uh, and you have access to LinkedIn Learning, there are TikTok educational. Right. It, for for our listeners, it um, part of this uh, program used to be called lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. Yeah. And you had to pay for it. And then the Columbus Public Library System um, got a subscription. And so with your library card, we can use it for free. And I was telling Sharon, I've been doing, you know, one, once in a while, I'll go in there and they could be anywhere from an hour long to days long. So yeah. there is lots and lots of information. Um, if your local library doesn't have it, contact Columbus Library. They may be able to help you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think you have to be a Columbus resident to get a Columbus library card. I, I don't think you have to anymore. Nope. Yeah. Right. With everything that's electronic. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, Sharon, we've gone through all these bits and pieces. Any last words of advice for our small business owners or even the job seekers who are in our audience today? Yep. The biggest piece of advice I have for anyone, whether you're a small business owner, a job seeker, um, is don't let LinkedIn drop because um, small business owners, you're busy. You know, LinkedIn is like, oh my gosh, one more thing on my plate today. So I'm going to do it. And before you know it, you've been not on LinkedIn for a week, a month, and then you're like, oh, now I'm now I'm back where I started. You know, um, you have to have that habit, regular habit, just like you have other regular processes that that help you run your business you uh, one of those processes needs to be a strategy for staying active on linkedin and honestly from my perspective and my experience and how i do it i spend maybe 15 to 30 minutes a day on linkedin that's all and um Occasionally, I find myself going down a rabbit hole, and I'm like, okay, now it's time to stop. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Right. But, but being on LinkedIn. And, you know, if, if you're currently in job search, I'm sure you're going to land at some point, and I sure hope it's in a great spot for you. And then you're going to say, oh, wow, I'm in a great spot. Um, I don't need LinkedIn anymore. Well, no, that's not the case at all. Right. So. Um, back in September of 2019, I wrote a blog article that I published on LinkedIn. It was called Currently Employed, Your Next Layoff is Coming. Now, get this. This is September 2019. I swear I do not have a crystal ball, but right. I, I think we all yeah. learned something from it. And if once you get settled into that new position, again, um, you don't need to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, and probably your employer is not going to want you to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Otherwise, they're going to get a little suspicious. Um, but what you do want to do is especially keep up that habit of scanning your news feed a couple of times a week. You, you'll probably find some good stuff out there to share with your connections, and especially keep up that habit of keeping that conversation with your connections going. 
because that's going to benefit them. And, you know, it's also a way of paying it forward because you're going to know folks that have gotten laid off and are still in job search. You can help them out once you've landed. You you may know of a position in your company that you're at now. You may hear positions at your previous companies. Um, help those folks out. Help them get to where they need to go. Right. And, and if you do that consistently, the next time you really need LinkedIn, it'll be there for you right. rather than scrambling all of a sudden to get your profile updated. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of time updating your profile if you're currently employed. Put your most recent job on there as you get further into it and you can uh, tell stories about how you're helping the company. Put that on your LinkedIn profile. Take, you know, just take half an hour, an hour, every three months, six months, just to see what's going on and take the time on a regular basis. Every month, maybe reach out to two or three of your connections and just kind of Keep that conversation going because that's the way that LinkedIn will be a really valuable tool for for you no matter where you are. And if you decide to retire, I think Carol can speak to this, you're still going to need LinkedIn. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and again, it goes back to that notion of LinkedIn is a tool. Yes. It's a tool for your, your network. It's not going to create a network for you, but it's a tool to help you build your network. But networking is not only a two-way street, it's a an everyday street. Yeah. You've got to, to attend to it. One of the things that I learned early on using LinkedIn is I would forget to pull it up, and then I would forget about it. So I bookmark LinkedIn and Facebook, along with our podcast website, as and along with the New York Times and the Washington Post, those are the tabs that come up. When I pull up the internet connection, my search engine, every morning – those are all up there. So yep. I, you know, I I can go down a rabbit hole and I have to be careful because it's up there. But uh, you just give yourself a habit so that it, it makes it easy to remember. Yes. Right. right. Yes. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Um, I've, I've jotted some notes down that I've got a chance. That's the... The good bad thing about having her on, you realize, oh, oh I got to do that, you, don't I? We didn't even start the podcast. We didn't even have the questions. And Sharon goes, "We need to meet about your LinkedIn profile." Said, oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, I no. just don't get away with it, but that's okay. She's like sure. my personal coach here. Yeah. So we know that while you're listening to the podcast, you don't have a pen and pencil and paper ready to write down a bunch of stuff. So we do have links for resources in the podcast show notes. So right. that, that's easy to do too. But but at the same time, you can always listen to the podcast again and and. When and you have the pen and pencil down, write down the notes as well, too. And we'll have Sharon's contact information so you can get a hold of her directly uh, to either engage with her or find out some workshops that might be coming up for her. She's always busy with those. Uh, you know, so, you know, connect with her in that, in that realm, too. And I think she's on LinkedIn. Um, probably. I think. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Maybe you should put that up on my <laughs> connection information. And if you like the podcast, be sure to, you know, give us a ranking and rating on Google My Business page. We'll have a link in our episode show notes that you click through, sign into your Google, Google account and give us some feedback on the podcast on right. this episode. Uh, if you want to hear more of this, less of this, hey, we, we take it or all. Or any other topic. Or any other we topic. Can bring, we can bring Sharon back. We, she's definitely. got a whole lot of stuff definitely, that she talks Definitely. About. So, yeah, we appreciate that. But thanks again, Sharon. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're so welcome. It was great being with both of you today. 